This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the Married at First Sight Rehab Up. I am your host, Asia, and I am here with my awesome co-host, Jason. Jason, how are you doing? I'm okay, Asia. I thought this was just when we thought we were done. They just pulled us back in <laughs> and, and hit us with, with more content from our favorite couple. I, know. I was very confused why I was seeing them on my screen again. I had... So many questions because I was, I was quite excited. Am I watching the right week? Why? Why? How? How do we I saw them give us the, the, the previously on. I was like, okay, maybe they're just wrapping it up on the previously on. And then they pop up. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> and then they go bowling. I'm like, why are they going bowling? They don't deserve to go bowling. No. <laughs> Apparently they needed a formal setting to announce this divorce. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. Um, but good over episode overall, right? I liked it. Uh, it seemed like a lot of uh, a lot of recapping, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing. Probably the middle of the season. I did see when they started the episode. I think it was Pastor Cal said that the couple was into two weeks of marriage. Yeah, I'm like two weeks. We watched the show it. for two months. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two weeks in. I know. We are literally on episode eight. <laughs> How are we two weeks in? That just that, that right there should tell you what the, the pacing of the show is like. Just in the uh, nutshell, just they need to they need to change it and fix it up a little bit. Right, they've got to stop having an episode cover one day because, yeah. <laughs> or just not have four episodes like just contained to just the weddings. Yes, the one day for all the couples. That's that's too much. It just doesn't make sense. But we are here to talk about Married at First Sight. Episode eight. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to get into it because there were a few key things that we learned this week. You know, even with all the recap, I feel like we learned quite a bit that I can't wait to dive into. And um, before we dive into that, I do want to say, go out there, subscribe to our feed. It's the Love at First Sight feed. It's the feed that holds all Married at First Sight content and Love is Blind content. Where I'm, I'm podcasting with Mary Kwiatkowski. Jason was on this week. We had a great time. Jason and Isaiah, we had a great time talking about this last batch of episodes of Love is Blind, heading into the finale. So much fun. I can't wait for uh, for Friday to Me find either. out which of us was right about Jarrett <laughs> no. and Ayana. I know. I, you know, score. 
I feel so confident, but but maybe that's just setting me up to be surprised because and, and that'll be enjoyable to watch, you know, if I'm just dead wrong. Uh, that's why cool. I'm hoping that you're dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yes, I had such a blast with you, Mary and Isaiah on the Love is Blind pod last yes. week. You know, I had to just come over. I had to peep over on the other side of the fence of this feed <laughs> yeah. and just see what was going on. So I had to invite myself over. Um, you know, just, just just to see how you guys are living on the other side of the fence on the lovely blind side. <laughs> see how we do things over there. Yep. Um, but yes, if y'all want to listen to either, you know, Married at First Sight or you want to you want to know when it's in your feed, you'd be the first to know when it's in your feed. Just subscribe. Go to Rob has a website dot com slash first sight feed. Subscribe to our feed. And then also, if you're enjoying the content, rate and review. Leave us a five-star rating. At the end of the season, we're going to do something special for a random five-star rating. Uh, We are going to randomly select it and send you something special. Um, So everyone, go out there, leave a five-star rating review, um, and we're going to highlight a couple. So one that I wanted to highlight uh, comes from someone uh, pretty pretty special to me because uh, as one of my sorority sisters, who just recently got into Married at First Sight. Um, so this is from Candria. Uh, the subject is Love at First Listen. She said, this is my absolute first time ever watching a season of Maths. I instantly fell in love with it, started following all the Twitter hashtags and wanted more. I found a different podcast when searching here on Apple, but it was too short and I wasn't always a fan of the perspectives. I eventually sought out friends slash sorority sisters who were also watching the show. That search led me to this podcast, Game Changer. The commentator, the commentary is unique, engaging, funny, and reflective. It's a great recap of the show and oftentimes brings to the brings to light things I may have missed. I now anxiously anxiously await new episodes. Thanks to Asia and Jason for allowing us to listen in. So thank you so much, Kandri. I really appreciate that. Um, we've been friends for, I mean, since college. So I mean, over I mean, I guess a little over 10 years. <laughs> so we go way, way back, you know? <laughs> So thank you for the awesome review. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to highlight a review by Alyssa. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> it's a five-star review. So I don't think it's the Alyssa on the show. Because I think if Alyssa listens Ooh. to our show, she'd probably give us a one-star. So let's let's term this Alyssa the good Alyssa. Right. Um, Alyssa Hedenstrom. She left uh, a review uh, titled Better Than the TV Show. Uh, I'm a full-time working mom of two. And I no longer have time to watch Maria for his sight. But who needs a TV show when you have Asia, Jason, and awesome guests to recap it all? I personally think the podcast is better than the show. You Ooh. all constantly have me cracking up on my commute. Keep it up, Alyssa. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, thank you so much. That is a big compliment that we are better <laughs> than the TV show. I personally agree with you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that thank you so much, Alyssa. And you guys, please keep the reviews coming. Not only does it help us, you know, gain traction in in who sees our show tells the higher ups how good we're doing but it also gives me an ego boost i've uh, <laughs> i've semi obsessively been checking our feed every day to see if a new review has come in so please keep my ego uh getting pumped up and give us some great <laughs> reviews please yeah it's like instead of grabbing my phone and, and getting on instagram first thing i grab my phone and go to apple Podcasts and look at the <laughs> ratings exactly. and reviews <laughs> exactly so keep it coming guys we, we love it Yes. And like we announced last podcast, we have potential for bonus coverage. Right now we are at 60 ratings. So we've definitely gone up from last time. Um, so we are, we, the, the goal is 80 ratings by the end of the season. If we, if we reach that goal, 
then there is potential for a bonus bonus podcast bonus podcast coverage. So keep a lookout for that. So yeah, let's dive right in. Let's well, go. Uh, let's who, see. who are we going first? Who, who, we, who are we going first? Let's go. We're we're going with a couple who had a different tone this episode than they have the past couple. We're gonna go ahead and knock out Jasmina and Michael. So this episode as a whole for all of the couples, it was the housewarmings with their friends and family. So we got to kind of see the dynamics now that the couples are back and what their friends thought about their spouse. And we got some conversations between, you know, one of the people and then the other's family. So it was it was good to see see that because a lot has transpired over the, the honeymoons that are now coming to light in front of these family members. This is one of the best uh, friends and family seasons of the show. I mean, yes. they're, they're, they're really giving a lot. They're giving good advice, you know, aside from some of the ones savaging them to their new spouses. Yeah. Most of the family and friends I'm really enjoying. They're really giving good, uh, good, friendly advice. Yeah, they are. They're like really coming from a good place. Even with, I mean, even with Chris's friends, you know, even though, Alyssa was able to use that as ammo to just destroy this marriage. <laughs> I felt like they really care about him. And so they were really trying to come from an honest, genuine place. Um, too so honest. Like, maybe. Like, right. They didn't read the room. Yeah. Much, much like Lindsay. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, first we had Michael talking with Claire, his sister. Um, and so he went to talk to her because, you know, her and Jasmina were having these, him and Jasmina were having these issues. He said like they had some conflicts over the honeymoon. He's like talk, explaining what happened. And Claire was like, look, you got to understand y'all don't know each other. And, and she needs to trust that you got this and she's not going to trust you yet because she doesn't know you. You know her <laughs> for 13 days, Michael. Yes. I thought that this was the realest advice she could give him because it's like, Snap to reality. You haven't been dating this woman for two years and then y'all got married and now all of a sudden she's having trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a new thing. She says that she got her walls up. She's checking herself. She's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. There's that V word again. Yeah. You should know, Mike, because you say you have trouble being vulnerable. So, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Jasmina, we don't like, like his sister said, you don't know what he's been through. Uh, yes. So, you know, she's, she's, she has to protect herself. So, I think some really good advice just to kind of be, just keep focused. Stay at the communication. Be open. Right. And, you know, Michael's feeling better. He's feeling himself after Pastor Cal's visit. So I'm like, okay, maybe combining this with Pastor Cal's advice, things can be uh, heading in the right direction. Um, We find out that they're doing a taco night for their housewarming. And they're getting shrimp and salmon. Do you think they're doing salmon tacos? I don't know. Uh, Like, is that a thing? I'm not a big seafood person. Mm, same. Um, I, I did enjoy like when they were at the seafood place and like Mike is like imitating <laughs> the, lobsters <laughs> the lobsters and using yeah. lobsters as like him and Jasmine. And like I thought, you know, we saw a little uh, lightheartedness from both of them at that moment. So I, I, I like those kind of moments yes. to show that they're still they're trying they're trying. <laughs> yeah, she really was trying. laughing at him. I was yeah. like, okay, Jasmina. Well, going smile. back to like kind of the wedding day kind of playfulness. I like right, that. right, exactly because. You know, it was starting to look like that was never going to make a reappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get Jasmina meeting with her friend, Sam. And Sam has been married for eight years. And they seem like they're really good friends because 
Jasmina mentions how Michael used a tone that she didn't like. And Sam was like, well, you don't like any tone. Sam was giving it to her. I like Sam. Sam was telling her what she needed to hear, I think. Yes. And and then Jasmina's like, well, like Michael likes to, he always likes to think that he's right. Like when he thinks he's right, he thinks he's right. And Sam's like, well, that sounds like you. Jasmina's like, ah. Like, uh oh. She's just looking in the mirror and then realizing, like, oh, shoot, that's not what I like. Well, I mean, she's still not really admitting. She's like, well, I'm not wrong very often. So it's not like I do that all the time. Exactly. I'm not really wrong a lot. It's literally something Michael would say. Yeah. So it's like, it, we're, we're getting, we're getting a little different side of Jasmina again. Like, we're, we're getting the truth, I feel like. From, right. From the friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not all Mike. It's, it's, it's little Jasmina, too. Right. So I'm like, are they just are they too similar? Could I that be so. a thing? I think I think they're too they're both very stubborn. Mm-hmm. They both don't want to admit when they're wrong. They both can't just sit back and apologize. They have to make their point known. Right. They're never just gonna say, Oh yeah, you're right. I messed up. I'm sorry. It's always like, Okay, I apologize, but uh this, this, and that. Yeah. I did that because of this. I did this because you did this. They, right. they have to come out on top and they're just too alike like that. Right. It's like that competitiveness just transfers over exactly. into areas that you don't need to be competitive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why, why are you competing right now? Um, so, yeah, I really liked him, how Sam was giving it to her, too. It was like, OK, that was a very real conversation. So they they both had their people like they care enough to not be yes men or. Yeah, you're right. You're you're so right. Yeah, Sam was bringing up good points. Like, the more you communicate, the better you'll be at it. So you guys mm-hmm. gotta make sure that you keep communicating and not shutting down. Yeah, I, I I did laugh at that though. And she was like, "The key to communication is communicating." Yeah, <laughs> you like, can't use the true. word to define the word. Right? The key to podcasting is just a podcast. Just got a podcast. Right? The only way you get better at podcasting is the podcast. But but hey, and it's true though. That is true though. That is true. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so they're prepping for the party and he is preparing this punch and he does like the thing where the lady's like, just a, just a shot of vodka. It looks like he's spiking the punch bowl at like the junior prom. Like he's just going to grill on his face like, I'm going to get everybody drunk. Right. He's like, we all going to sleep good tonight. Right. And come to find out this housewarming was at like 5 p.m. and everyone has work the next day. So it's like, Michael, why are you trying to get so lit? I got to have fun. And, uh, you know, Jasmine's <laughs> got to break out the BTS Uno cards. Right. Just <laughs> specifically themed BTS. She She's a true fan. <laughs> For sure. Like, uh, right. if you got BTS Uno cards, like, that's that's a step above. Right. Like, I don't have any Kehlani Uno cards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that those exist. Um, but, yeah, they kind of joke around, too, about, like, he's... Even like, so Michael's like, uh, you know, imagine how tense this housewarming would be if Pastor Cal hadn't come and <laughs> Jasmina like holds up the knife. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> you've been in real trouble. Right? I think it says a lot that they can joke about this, though, at this point. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely a good sign mm-hmm. um, that they're getting back to those those lighthearted ways. Yeah. So the friends arrive. They rate his drink. Well, one person rates his drink a 7.5. They say it's just all about like the ratios, basically. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have enough to compliment the liquor that he put in there. (laughs) Um, Like 70% liquor. (laughs) Everything else. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and so they play charades. They just find out they're both really competitive. They have fun with it. She's able to guess his really easy. He's making a pizza. Somehow she's a gymnast when he, she puts her hands in the air. Like the friend's like, see, if you knew her, you would know that that was a cartwheel. <laughs> right. like, oh, okay. When she does like a half-hearted, like bend at her waist, that's <laughs> right. a cartwheel. I'm like, I don't think I know how my friends cartwheel, though. No, like, I don't think I'd be able to, to, to show to see what a cartwheel was. Right. Um, so that was nice. He 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 was glad that they had that they were on the same level when it came to being competitive. And I think we see that a lot from them. It's just that they can have a good time together. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like something takes a turn anytime they try to have a serious conversation. But it turns a lot of it turns into like something that I think was it the sister mentioned something about no, it was Jasmine's friends a little later in the conversation where they're talking to Mike. They're like, you know, we get into these arguments and we don't even remember what we were fighting about in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we get, it gets so far into like just arguing about nothing. Yeah. And like it made me think about like the Catamaran fight. It ended up being a fight into how you're supposed to apologize. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was like, that was kind of an example of that. Like we just yeah. veer off into these like, and these tangents. Mm-hmm. And we, at that point, we've totally lost the, the starting point the of where, plot. We, were, of where <laughs> we were starting it to argue about anything. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and hey, like Jasmina's friend Sam said, it's just working on the communication because, mm-hmm. you know, the more that they learn each other, the more that they're able to see like they're not coming from a bad place and these arguments don't have to turn into these these things that seem like they're out of thin air. Well, they argue about little stuff and it just, it, it turns way more serious than it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like how like they were talking about the honeymoon and talking about like when Pastor Cal came and whipped them into shape. Yeah. And then they started over. But my problem was like Jasmine a couple times in this episode, she says things and then she's like, I, I think this is mostly referencing the Pastor Cal visit. And she's like, mm-hmm. after that, everything was fine. And it's the way she says fine. Yeah. It's just like, mm, is it though? Yeah, it's like, is it is it is it truly better or are you just not arguing? So you're yeah, content. It's fine. I'm just floating through these, you know, six weeks just to get this over with. Right. Um, her dog was there at the party. Um, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Feeney. <laughs> yes. I was like, I gotta I gotta get Pepper on that level of uh not being overly excited to see people come into the room and she like oh, jumps boy, up on them. them. <laughs> yeah. I was like Feeny was chilling. He was just like, oh, hey, you're here. But Pepper acts like she's never seen a human in her life anytime a person <laughs> walks in the door. Um, but yeah, the only way to train is to train. So There you go. <laughs> you gotta do it just to do it. Right. Um, there was a point in the party that Claire took uh, Claire and Jasmina were went to the bedroom and Jasmina was talking so Claire is uh, Michael's sister and Jasmina was like, yeah, like I, I I like your brother and um they Claire was saying how it's very important for her and it's very important for Michael for him to have a strong woman like the type of woman that will send his food back if the order is wrong I, I did like how the sister was like well yeah because Mike told me he wasn't sure if you even liked him which I thought mm-hmm. was very very important and Jasmine even like you know cop to that fact like oh yeah I don't want him to think I don't like him it's just yeah. it's tough for me to say nice things when someone is putting <laughs> me in this negative space right. I was like, yeah I mean that's because 
the way that it would seem to us as the audience is that they've never had they've never had a positive moment mm-hmm. since that first argument on the honeymoon. Like they've never smiled or laughed with each other ever again. Yeah. It's like they never were able to just climb out of that hole. Like once they fell in, it was just going deeper and deeper. But I'm yeah, I'm glad she realized that too. And was like she doesn't want him to feel that way rather than just like, oh well, I'm I'm um sad he feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> um so then he talked to her friends about like, okay, how how do I give her space? And they're like, that's the thing. You don't give her space. I mean, obviously you respect her space, but the most important thing is to listen and be patient. So hopefully they're I mean, hopefully they're able to find a balance. Yeah. I think I think I you know, they this episode gives me hope and this season it's like one episode will give me hope. The next mm-hmm. episode will bring me right back down. <laughs> right. So I just, you know, they take they take me all over the place. Yes. And on the next time on, we got a. Uh, they were flirting. She touched his arms. Yeah, they got. Looks like he's giving her a little personal training. Maybe I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it looks like anyway. Um, and you know, <laughs> unlike all the other couples, they didn't have like a good moment and turn into a bad moment. Mm-hmm. Like they just had the little training montage and that was it. So maybe. Well, they, no, they, they had that. They oh, that's them. right. They had the picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, she, yeah. and she tells Michael to calm down. Oh, and he's boy. like, oh, I didn't expect you to escalate like that. He's got that big old vein inside of his head. Like burst. <laughs> so I wonder, I is this like, yeah. yeah, I wonder, is this something where we're finally going to get to see him maybe have a tone with her? Because I'm tired of the off camera stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what the tone looks like. What yeah. the yelling looks like if we get any. Right. Um, I think like I think that will give us some indication of what's of how everyone perceives things and mm-hmm. how tones are perceived. So that'll be interesting, I think. Right, exactly. So let's go to the ratings. This is where we rate the couples to see if we think they're going to stay married or get divorced on decision day. Uh one being they're definitely going to get divorced. Five being that they are going to stay married. So, what are you thinking? Um, I haven't. I didn't see anything that really moved me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an improvement uh, from from what we've seen, but mm-hmm. not enough for me to move up. So, Ooh. I'm going to leave it at a two. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to. I was a one last week. I'm going to move it up to a two because. You know, we have seen we've seen positive, you know, we saw something positive. However, I'm not completely sold on the fact that they aren't better off as friends. Yeah. Or even, that they'll realize that. Yeah. Even if they stay friends throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at, I think. Right. There's like a what was it? Sam and Neil. From many seasons yeah. ago, they were just they were great friends. It's just like they weren't good spouses. So, you know, it could be a situation like that. Like they do have fun together, but mm-hmm. are they meant for each other? Are can they make it work as husband and wife? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So where do you want to go next? Uh, we're going to do Katina and Elijah Wan. Um, so, <laughs> interesting notes on the beginning of the episode is Elijah Wan's cooking Katina breakfast. Yes. He's, co- he's in the kitchen. He's cooking it up. I know. I was like, okay. He's putting his money, where is it? Money where his mouth is. Yeah. He said he was going to be cooking breakfast. Well, that's, that's good. At least he's not, uh, not being, he's not being overbearing about it. He's, <laughs> right? he's stepping up a little bit. And he knows um, how she likes her eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get into the the one their first big segment uh, is where Elijah Wan is meeting up with his buddy Jeff. Um, he tells us that uh, Jeff always guides him and has been a mentor to him. He's got a he, uh, Jeff has a good marriage. He got a son, uh, so he feels like he's someone that can really give him good advice. Uh, so he says that O says that Katina really reminds him of herself. She has a wild side. She's more reserved in public. Um, but she's a good, she's a, she's a good Dickerson. <laughs> and they, Appar- and apparently, apparently she's more reserved because she's a lady. Uh, yeah. is what he said. Uh, Elijah one his old school, like <laughs> mentalities is going to drive me nuts. I think. Yes. Uh, so uh, he talked about the pastor Cal visit. He says, pastor Cal told me to break the ice, change her life. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Elijah. <Wan. laughs> Not go overboard. Right. So he tells, he talks to Jeff about the fact that they still haven't had sex, even though they had the Pastor Cal visit. Pastor Cal told him, go ahead and knock it out. They still haven't done it. He says he fears that if they have sex, he'll look at the relationship differently. And they just, they haven't connected on, they haven't connected on the mental level yet to have, to have that emotional connection. Do you think he's read this somewhere? Because it seems like it's a completely different approach than what he's done in the past, right? So he's not He's not handling it like he would any other serious relationship. So I think I think we what we assumed when we came into the season and we saw the first parts of Elijah Wan slash Isaac mm-hmm. was that he was going to be like this party boy, this wild and crazy guy. But I think he's gone to the other extreme. Yes. He's taking this like way, way seriously. Mm-hmm. So seriously that he's got it to his head and he fears that things will change some somehow if he has if he starts a sexual relationship with his wife mm-hmm. and on the on the one hand i'm like yeah like like i think i said it last week like back off a little bit everybody they, they still only know each other two weeks right like, right <laughs> excuse him for not having had sex with a woman two weeks after he met him <laughs> right after he met her like it's not that out of control that crazy they haven't done it yet mm-hmm. as far as we know some of our other couples haven't done it yet either but 
I, I just I think he's gotten too in his head about it because they seem they seem to have that chemistry. They seem to have that emotional connection. But he's saying it's not there yet for whatever reason. Right. And I know we like he touched on it later with her friends of just like he feels like she's holding back. And I know we assumed sex. Yeah. But now it's like, what is she maybe she's just holding back because you talk so much during conversations. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's holding back is such a vague yeah. thing. Like, what do you think? Be specific. What do you think she's holding back from? Right. You? I don't, what is, uh, does she, do you think she has this deep dark secret she's not telling you? <laughs> right? Like, what do you think she's holding back? I don't. I don't get that part. Of it. I don't know. I think I feel like he wants to see her wear her heart on her sleeve a little bit more. Mm. Be more like kind of kind of how you know. Shane on Love is Blind, he just wants he just wants to hear it. What do you like about me? What do you like about our relationship? You know, it feels like that's what Elijah wants. Like, tell me, you know, what do you think about this? Do you think this is nice? What do you think about this? And I think she doesn't I mean, you can kind of tell that she just generally has a wall up until she's able to be vulnerable. She so doesn't want her to be overly emotional overly affectionate tell him what it feels that way at yeah. like at, at more times yeah because so I, I, I mean because yeah because are we are like she tells us you know what she's feeling about him she likes her husband when she's on after parties she's saying nice things about him but is she doing that in person mm-hmm. or with him i just i feel like i can't recall too many situations where that's happening yeah, I can see that. But I mean, in most of the situations we see them in, he's taking over the conversation. Exactly. She can't get a word in edgewise. She's just existing. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I could definitely see that that she could be more emotive and more uh, more upfront with her emotions to him. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's not that she needs to be. You know, I feel like that's what he wants. But I feel like he also needs to understand who she is and mm-hmm. adapt to that. Like, yeah. okay. I understand this is how my wife is. So let me maybe express not, oh, I feel like you're holding back, but express certain things and then seeing where she can adjust, what she's comfortable with, and then move forward from there. Yeah. But again, you, you've known each other two weeks. Yeah. Now, I've been married <laughs> exactly. two weeks. You, you just known each other two weeks. Mm-hmm. It might take some time. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's yeah. kind of what it's kind of what the friends are saying to them at later in the episode. Like, be patient. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So Jeff is, talk- is saying that you know he's really surprised that Elijah one is being hesitant with the sexual side of it, and that he does tell Elijah one you're being a little bit too much in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, his buddy asks, "Have you seen your red flags?" Elijah <laughs> says, "Well, the other day she came back from the store with the uh, with one bag of groceries, which is bread and water, uh, from the store, and she like uh, he questioned if she can grocery shop, and she said, "Well, I've only had a grocery shop for one person. I don't know how to grocery shop for more than one person." <laughs> So I was like, what? <laughs> so confused about this because he had that, like, that's been bugging him. Like, mm-hmm. that was in the clip, ready to go. Because he said that so quick, like, okay, yes, I can finally tell somebody, that, you know, <laughs> that she cannot grocery shop. She came out with bread and water, man. Bread right? and water. Nothing else. And she no, was gone no for two meats, hours. No deli meats, no, no, no anything else. No peanut butter. I can leave this on peanut butter my bread. I at least hooked that up, but she ain't bring peanut butter, just bread and water. Because I'm like, okay, did you request anything, or did you just say go to go to the grocery I think he store? Just assumed that she'd be able to come back with something that wasn't just bread and water. I would assume <laughs> that. 
I don't know. I just feel like now they're on a different schedule. She's going to be cooking for him. She needs, I mean, like if she's going to the store, she would need to be prepped with recipes and ingredients in mind. So she went there Does without a plan. Does she? Like you couldn't even get like a a, a pizza pasta, a, a frozen pizza to make. You came back with bread. I, I'm sure he was over exaggerating, but like you, yes, you know. <laughs> I feel like you could come back with something that's even if it was not like just ingredients to make something grand. You could come back with a ready made meal. Like I mean, something. If she has gone two hours, I would imagine she went and got her nails done and then said, yeah. oh, shoot, let me stop at the grocery store real quick. She grabbed some bread and water because that's what she felt like they needed when she left. This wasn't a grocery shop errand. I think he had that confused. Let's hope so. Let's, let's hope that, know, that, fingers uh, crossed. that Katina can, it has more common grocery sense, <laughs> I'll say. Right. Uh, he talks about how you know she's she has a food blog. She's just used to going out, so she's not she's not there yet with the culinary delights. Yeah. Um, so his friend tells him that you know he, his expectations are a lot. Um, you know it's it's a it's kind of a flaw, and people know who they are, so just work with her. Uh, he tells him he tells Lodge one, you're just kind of you're you're playing your own mind game. Stop overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Jeff's giving good advice. Jeff's giving sound advice. He's he's a good guy. We like yeah. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is mature. Seems like a good guy to go to. So, yeah. Yay, Jeff. <laughs> yay, Jeff. Uh, so, the next segment is Katina with her friend. I think her name is Ariana, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Ariana's like, so what was the what was the first impression? Uh, Katina says, you know, she's a little overwhelmed. But she's like, oh, he's cute. You know, he's cute. <laughs> um, the friend asks, so, so what was uh, the situation with the with the dancing with the garter belt? Katina <laughs> like, uh, you know, it was a little much, but she liked it. She was okay. <laughs> and I like we got the flashback of Katina's mom just giving the dust there, like right yeah, while he does know. body rolls. Yeah, a little much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she says that she likes the fact that even on the first night when they were talking, that he really took charge of a lot of the conversation, and she's not worried about. You know, being able to not find anything to talk about because he talks a lot. Right. And I think, you know, I I don't know what he's. I feel like that's always going to be the case unless he pulls back or just learns to to stop talking. Uh, I don't so, know if there's any pullback in Elijah one. I just <laughs> I, I think he's always going to be that way, no matter who you are, no matter who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. It just seems like one of those people that can always be find something to talk about with anyone ever. Right. So it's like where she he thinks she's holding back. She's like, well, things are fine because we always have the conversations are always. I can't, get a, I can't get a word in my guy to, right. to, you know, to emote to you. Right. I don't want to interrupt you. And then you go off like Michael. Yeah. Uh, so her friend's talking about the, how their meeting went with uh, with Elijah the day after the wedding. We get the flashback uh, to a lot of things that, that Elijah one said. Um, we talk about it. it was, I, was, I think we saw a little bit more than we saw on the actual yes. episode. Yes. And Elijah was talking about, I tell her all the time, you know, don't pay attention to cameras. <laughs> and the friend, I think his name was Jelani, I believe, uh, that was really giving him a hard time. He's like, all the time? You just met her 12 hours ago. Right. <laughs> all the time. I tell him, like, and that's, a, that's just how you know Elijah exaggerates. Like, I know people like that that will say stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, we always do this. And they've, like, done it twice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you just know he's just, he's a an emphasizer. Elijah um, got, the, got the personality and the energy of like an eight year old kid. Yeah. He's just giving too much sugar. Like he just yes. can't stop talking and he's just up, up, up all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. The friend says, you know, he thought, she thought at first that he just 
was talking to distract them to not ask as many questions. Mm-hmm. But she realizes that's just just how he is now. Like mm-hmm. he's always talking. It's not anything nefarious. Right. Exactly. So well, they got to know him very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so then we got to the issue of uh, Elijah Wan telling told the friends at the meeting that Katina was the first black woman that he had ever uh, seriously been with, which I think was a first for us to hear that, mm-hmm. um, which was very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised to say the least. Um, well, not surprised because we have been, you can go back to earlier podcasts. Jason, you have said he's not bagging Katina's. No, for sure not. He's not. And you were Katina. right. Yes, for and sure. You were right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't exactly know that it was that <laughs> in that way that, that issue, <laughs> right. but you know, Katina is a a tear to herself. Yes, um, yeah. So the friend and Katina, like, they get into it a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Um, like Katina's like, well, you know, he is half Irish and he has a mohawk. <laughs> I just kind of like I tilted my head, like, what's like, what doing anything? I don't understand. I don't think the friend understood either. Uh, right she's like no what are you saying he's black like why why are you trying to twist it like well yeah. you don't you know he he does this so you would expect him to you know date everybody I don't know what she was trying to say yeah so that was that was weird uh, so yeah like you said the friend said well you know uh, he doesn't just he just he looks black he is black and she's concerned about the fact that Katina is the first black woman he's been with seriously. And he's like, well, in a serious relationship, he's, he, she tells him after probably later, like, she's, he's messed with several black women mm-hmm. <laughs> as she, as she keeps trying to defend right. uh, Elijah in this way. Like, I don't know. Did, what, what, what were your overall thoughts of the, the fact that he hasn't, Katina is the first black woman he's been with seriously? I think it I think it's something that Katina should keep in mind. The way that she has brushed it off is a little bit concerning because that makes me think that she's going to continue to brush off big things. But it's not like it's not like we're saying, oh, you know, people need to date, you know, their own race or anything like that. It's just that when when you do date, Let's say, I, I mean, because we don't even know if he was dating, you know, white women, Mexican women, or, you know, and just not have any serious relationship with black women. But black women are a very, like, we're a certain kind of people, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, there is this stigma in the black community where men will say, I don't date black women because they have attitudes or because they do this or they don't know how to listen or whatever. So there's constantly that like thing. Is it was it a situation where he didn't want to date black women, or he just ne- he? I mean, like he told her friends, he just never had a black woman who was serious or like interested in him enough to get into a Which serious I found, relationship. I found that comment interesting. Right. There's never one that's been attracted to you, right. or have you bothered to try and get a woman to be a, a black woman to be attracted to you? Have you just not been interested before now? Right. Because I feel like it's just it's not it's um, I think Katina just needs to know the why Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, just understanding that that was a fact, because I think it matters. Um, I don't keep I don't intend to keep making love as blind references, but shake and deep D. They're Mm -hmm. the first that they've they've um, never dated someone who was Indian before. And so it's just like, 
okay, what are those underlying factors that keeps you from doing that? Because it's like, if you haven't, it feels like there's a reason for that rather than, oh, this like, so happened. In the shaking deep, the, you know, we don't, we don't want to get into a level of black tangent. Right. <laughs> I think in their instance, they, they, it feels like they don't want to conform to what's expected mm-hmm. yeah. of them. Yeah. For Elijah one, it might be something, there is a stigma of, you know, who in the black community of white women versus black women or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Okay? I did find it interesting thinking back to going back to Elijah Wan's family. His brother is also married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking like, I wonder if that's, you know, if that's some kind of generational preference. Right. Elijah right. Wan's mother is white. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. Maybe we'll get more about this. Maybe we won't. Katina mm-hmm. seems to think that they have addressed it. And maybe they have. It could be something mm-hmm. off camera they've addressed. I, um, I feel like them addressing it is Olajuwon talking her ear off for 20 minutes and then she's like, okay, fine. We're we're done with that. We're moving I, forward. I don't know if I want to hear what Olajuwon has to say about it because I feel like yeah. it's going to be something problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Katina... At the by the end of this conversation with her friend seems to be a little bothered, but that their friend keeps bringing this up. Yeah, keeps wanting to harp on it. Um, but for now, it's uh, their conversation's over. Katina wants her friends give uh, Elijah one a chance, mm-hmm. and they want she wants them to realize that he is not the guy that they saw at the wedding. Yeah, I I just I think her friend Ariana she has every right to be concerned because that is a concerning thing um especially for it to come up you know i don't think mm-hmm. it would come up if it wasn't a thing you know yeah. if it was you know if it was just a non-factor or wasn't such a prevalent thing in his previous life why would it have ever come up that he's ever dated i mean because it comes up if if <laughs> i was like not another love is blind but i was gonna say okay let's, let's remove love is blind from the equation if it's a white man and he's dating a black woman the her parents are going to be like okay have have you dated a black woman before because you have to understand certain things exactly that that culture that person and where they come from and things Mm -hmm. in their world that's why it was such a thing with ryan and clara from Mm -hmm. a couple seasons ago because it was just like okay clara have you if she hadn't um or if does, or did she understand what it was like to date a black man? Because there are things that come with it of understanding cultures, you yeah, know? Apparently that's something that really drove their relationship to failure. Exactly. When it didn't seem like she understood those things. Like, I remember in that season, she was just kind of like, whenever the topic was brought up, she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I don't care who the, who the race of the person I date is. I mean, that's great and everything. Right. But you have to also take into account understanding where that person is coming from and what their Mm -hmm. life is like so that you can be a part of their life right very true so that i that was a big thing that we learned this this episode about him because i was just like that explains some things um yeah um so the next segment we get from them is their their little party they're throwing um elijah comes in with a box of chicken uh, yeah. 50 pieces of chicken for what was it five people <laughs> right. oh they're gonna have leftovers he better let them eat the leftovers and not expect her to cook 
that, that'll be that'll be a large one dinner for the next week. I'm gonna throw <laughs> right. this chicken on a plate and heat it up for you, babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Elijah uh, brings the chicken in. She takes the she takes the chicken out of the box and puts it on her plate and puts it on the island like I made this for everyone. Right. <laughs> Jeff the friend comes back and they just kind of pop into their apartment without knocking. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I was like, um, <laughs> okay, whatever. It's a TV show, so I guess I'll I'll allow it. Right, um, like they had to. Maybe they were mic'd up. Maybe the yeah. production gave them the rundown before they walked in. Could be. <laughs> so Jeff comes in. He's like, "Oh, you made this chicken." She's like, "Yep, totally made it." Right. <laughs> Just hands over to Elijah. I'm like, we're okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he just had that like smile on his face. So we get kind of a confessional from Katina's friends, and they they kind of remark on the fact that we didn't like. Oh, you know, the day after the wedding, we didn't like that meeting we had. We just want to make sure that he is as committed as she had, as she is, and that uh, you know, Katina talks about how how the getting adjusted to Elijah Wan's large personality, and it is a big adjustment for us for someone that's on a thousand all the time to kind of match his energy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little banter about her talking in her sleep, how she's maybe fighting with Elijah Wan sleep about the cooking. <laughs> so yeah. that was funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah. talking, Jeff talking to Elijah Wan says, yeah, she fits right in with the family. She loves to drink. <laughs> you know, so she fits right in with our family. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they, I can't remember the last name, her last name, because he mentioned it. But yeah, he's like, her they love name? to drink. Hmm? Or the Dickersons, you mean? Yeah, it was her side. Of, I thought it was, he was referencing her side of the family. I thought he said no, another last talking name. About what, did, did she fit in with his family, the Dickersons? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, oh, she the fits in with the Dickersons love. just fine. They love to yeah. drink. <laughs> She loves to drink, so it's all good. Right. Um, so we get to the moment where Katina tells the friends that, you know, they have not had sex yet. Um, so the friends are like, oh, well, sex is really important to her. So that's that's a big thing. And she tells the friends, like, you know, it's more so he wants an emotional connection. And that's more of a him thing than mm-hmm. a me thing. And we get the kind of the insinuation that she's definitely ready for it. Yeah. And she's maybe getting a little impatient with the fact that it hasn't happened. Yeah, that was that was a surprising reaction from her friends because we've gotten this very, very mild reaction from her. Mm. Just like, yeah, you know, we we haven't really gotten her real response. It's really him speaking for them about how they are like not going there yet. And for them to be so shocked. Yeah. Like her closest friends, her best friend, her <laughs> he's very proud to be her best friend. She's like, I'm the best friend. Yeah. She <laughs> she knows what matters to Katina. And so I was like, whoa, that it this truly is all Olajuwon wanting to wait. Yeah, and I don't think Katina is comfortable telling us all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the friends I feel like are definitely comfortable with uh, spilling uh, Katina's business. Yes, they they don't mind at all. Yeah. Um, so the friends are uh, her friends are still grilling uh, Elijah Wan. She's like, so is it like you envision with the cooking? He's like, oh, you know, she's putting forth effort. That's what I can ask. He's like, I'm not a perfect person, so you know, I, I can't expect too much. <laughs> um, and then we get the little segment of Jeff, uh, best friend Jeff, uh, grilling Katina a little bit, and he's like, yeah, the connection is great. And she's talking about how she has to be patient with him because he has a short fuse. A friend agrees. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if, if if I see him getting impatient. Or aggressive. There's that aggressive word, which she takes a little differently than Jasmine, which was interesting. Right. Um, she says when that happens, she just kind of okays him, like just keeps on, okay, yep, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of deals with it that way. And he's the friend tells me, Yeah, he can get that way. Just, you know, don't take a person. 
Yeah. How about we let we 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 give him space to address this? Like, why is he always getting so heated and everyone's yeah. okay with it? And there, the whole world is adjusting to him rather than what's the root of the issue, Elijah? Why do you get so heated from time to time? And definitely not referring to the um, Lindsay situation because that was a different situation. But you know them on the horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he got he got he snapped on her pretty. Them- and training in the gym. Yes. You know? It's like, and these people are just like, yeah, some of them are like, yeah, I had this fault and it's just, you have to deal with it. I'm not right. going to change it. I'm not going to seek help to change it. Others are like, yeah, I had this fault. I got to figure it out. I got to find a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's two different types of kind of, of ways to approach that. Right. So I don't, I, I did like their, like Jeff and Katina's just, they seem like they knew each other. It wasn't just like yeah. a a quick, you know. They but, bonded over knowing Elijah Wong, right? And kind of comparing notes. Yeah. So that I, it, I feel like this interaction really showed us how well Katina is getting to know Elijah Wong. Yep. But she knows him so well. But does he know her so well? Is she letting him get to know her? Maybe that's what he's talking about, as far is, as being is vulnerable. He letting her. That's true. <laughs> so it seems like he wants to. <laughs> he wants to let her get let him get to know her but he's not letting her let him get to know her if right. you know what I mean exactly um, so we, we shoot to the friends talking about you know they're after this they're feeling better about him and they seem to be getting along really well but if something bad if he does something bad it's going down it's going down they're She's not friends ready to cape up and ready to, to come down there and mess them up Right. Um, so we get a little bit of a vignette a little later on uh, where he surprises her with his new big boy haircut. He got rid of the mohawk. Uh, he's trying to be more of a Michael B. Jordan type, <laughs> like she likes. So yeah, just and just to let everybody know, we are going to address the bowling incident at the end. We're going to do that segment last. Yeah. So we're going we're going to get to the we're going to get to the bowling of it all, uh, just so we can kind of cover it all as one big segment for everyone. So we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Did you like his haircut? It's fine. You know, it's better than Mohawk. <laughs> right. So we'll, get, we'll, we'll go for that. I just liked how he kind of seemed a little bashful mm-hmm. when he took it off because he was just like, he was feeling himself on top of really wanting to wanting to make sure she liked it. Yeah, he, he had to brush kinda... out. He had to get all <laughs> right. brushed out right after he took the cap off. Right. He's like, what do you think? She's like, I love it. She jumps up on him. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, and something I noticed with that interaction was like, when he goes out to meet her, like, she gives him a kiss, which is something that we're not seeing a lot of this season. I see mm-hmm. a lot of affection between really any of the couples right now, I don't think. Yeah, I would say, you know, we see them kiss a lot when they come into the rooms together. But then I'm like, okay, the only other couple I can kind of think of that would come second was we did see a little bit with Noy and Steve uh, in the honeymoon, but that's kind of stopped. Yeah, they made out like cool. <laughs> right. I, I think it like, you know, in the coming home bits, we mm-hmm. don't see a lot of affection between anybody at, yeah. at the moment. I was just like, something I thought hey. of. <laughs> like when, when he came out to meet her and like she kissed him, I was like, you know, I haven't seen a lot of that. Yeah, I'm this, like, oh yeah, they movie. are married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. They actually do have a relationship. 
All right, so let's uh, let's do the rating. Oh, oh wait, actually, next, next time, time on, yeah, mm-hmm. next time on, we get them cooking a little shot of them cooking. Looks like they're having some fun, but then, of course, as every preview goes, we get the bad side. Um, it looks like they're doing a couples exercise, and she's saying, um, "So when is love? Um, when do you feel like you're going to be falling in love?" He says, "Oh, love is not on the table." <laughs> And I was I was trying so hard to figure out how they could have chopped this up to trick us. Yeah, yeah. I, so I we, think what I context think might, would he say this? Yeah, I think it, that might be some clever editing. Okay, I but I don't think the next bit is clever editing. I think this is real. Yeah, this is real. Yeah. So when they're they're well, it looks like they're at dinner, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the the final to get her on the wife level. He needs to see where she's at as a woman. <laughs> and this this infuriated me um so katina gets upset and she's in a confessional crying after your whatever conversation they have yeah Lajuan, what in the world man come what on what was that who are you, you know- to determine anyone's <laughs> level of a woman Elijah we thinks, already- thinks he is this like level 100 like master person where he yeah. can just he can judge everyone and see what kind of level you're at. So you, he can determine whether or not you are wife material. It's, it screams of like bad, like of those bad, those people on like TikTok and like yes. YouTube that are like just judging these women. Yeah, it's, it's awful. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. <laughs> like these 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 men where it's like an all men panel that has a podcast talking about how women need to be like a lot Take of these microphones from these men right. i'm starting to agree with this tiktok trend <laughs> i want to keep mine but take theirs away you're like i'm just talking about married at first sight guys yeah i'm not, not doing any bad stuff. it's a female once on the podcast and i've learned right. not to do it again it's oh my i can't for for one i can't wait to see that because the, the way she was bawling mm. like she was in the same outfit like that is definitely in reaction Yep. to that situation and you already know what it was he probably brought up either her cooking or cleaning or being affectionate yep. and saying how you know he's trying to see if you know x y and z if she's ready or whatever if th- she's going to be the wife that he needs her to be and i'm just like bruh this is this is gross and that's not the first time i'm going to use gross in this yeah. podcast yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, don't, what are you, what are you doing? It's one thing to see if y'all are compatible, but it's another thing to see if how she is as a woman is to what say, she needs to be as a woman. Yeah. To say, I want to judge you as a woman, not <laughs> as someone who is compatible with me, but as a woman, like, how are you like, how, come on. So that tells me how you are as a man, sir. Like, yes. You are- Awful. No, I legit like one time I like I matched with a guy one time that was like, "What? What's your maintenance?" <laughs> I was like, what? "No, no, I whatever my maintenance is, you don't need to know." Oh my it's gosh. just like it's just like okay, what you know, what standard basically are you on? Like, do you get your nails done? Do you get your toes done? It's just like what? I don't understand the audacity of some of these <laughs> men these days that just think that. They have it down in their head what a woman should be. And if you're not there, then you're slacking. But what about the type of man you are? Right. I mean, you're, and in their mind, you're not only not right for them, but you're not mm-hmm. right for anybody. Exactly. If you're not, if you're not doing certain things. So that's like, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, y'all out there for my fellow 
uh, men type of people. <laughs> right. um, I assure you, I'm not that way. Unfortunately, I'm off the market. So. <laughs> right. Uh. So yes, that mm, yeah, that was so something else. That, that's going to be interesting. Yes. Um. So let's get into the ratings. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with them? So, especially with her friend's response, I feel like Katina may be in a place where she has on these like rose-colored glasses, which is perfectly fine. They've only been in a relationship for two weeks. You would expect someone to be in the honeymoon stage for a while. Um, and she does really like him. I just worry the more and more she gets to know him, if there are going to be red flags that she's just like, I can't deal with this. And it's not just taking like the preview alone, but I just get a little bit concerned thinking about, you know, she she cares about her friend's input. So she's not going to mm-hmm. just be like, OK, I don't care what y'all think. I, I love this man. I'm gonna stick beside him. I think she keeps saying she's got it in her back pocket. She's taking yeah. the friend's opinion and put it in her back pocket. I hope that she takes right. it out at some point and looks at it. Yeah. She doesn't just like empty her back pocket in a field and never. Like doesn't back. actually get caught in the wash <laughs> and get, you know, when she's washing her pants and get it, you know, get it washed out in the wash. Right. Oh, that reminds me. She said uh, when she was talking to her friend, she's like, we, we haven't crossed that water yet. <laughs> I, was like, I think she means cross that bridge. Yeah. It's like, okay, cross the water, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I was at a three. Then last week I went up to a four. I'm going to go back to a three. Okay. Um, ooh. so I'm trying not to let the preview affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take it as it comes in the episode next week. For now, I will leave it as a four. Um, just, just in the, just in the episode this week, I felt like they were kind of backing each other up. Mm-hmm. to their friends like saying oh no she's they're great you know blah blah blah. there's this but i think we're doing great our connection is awesome yeah so uh, i think i'm gonna leave it at a four for now um yeah. i think next week it'll probably take a hit but leave it at four yeah i think you know there's no question that they're compatible at this yeah. point i think it just comes down to he's in his head a lot yes she's not acknowledging the red flags right now exactly Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So moving on. Who we got? Who we got next? Yes. We have a very interesting, uh, an interesting one from uh, Wednesday. Noodlegate. (laughs) They had a very interesting, uh, very interesting episode. Um, which I can't wait to dissect because I'm I'm rather confused. 
<laughs> um, so he did a very sweet thing. We know that last episode we found out that um, you know, picking up dog's poop for him was was kind of he makes him nauseous. So he got her dog sushi a pooper scooper that he can use um when sushi goes to potty. I want to be as far away from that poop as possible. <laughs> right. I cannot <laughs> imagine poop in my hand. Right. Even though it will be covered by a glove or uh, whatever it is you people use to pick up your dog's poop. Yes. I thought that was so sweet. Um, And then, so, okay. One thing I didn't notice, have we always gotten occupations in like the lower thirds and I've just missed them? Typically, yeah. I've okay. seen I've seen the noise occupation a few times with talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve is now a former sales engineer. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Katina is a Benefits calculation analyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah one is a waste water operator. He works with poop water, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's something I noticed here. So we see that you know Noi has this like small setup in the living room where she she's working from home because her desk. Steve wakes up. He's making her breakfast. He makes a pretty solid breakfast, like all um, an uh, omelet with like breakfast potatoes that eat with bell peppers that he cut up. Chopping you know, up. I shoot, I right. <laughs> I'll use the frozen um, fajita veggies that <laughs> you just take it out, you put that in a pan. But to be cutting up stuff in the morning, that's a good breakfast. Listen, if it doesn't involve a toaster, I'm not interested. <laughs> that's too much work for me. <laughs> Um, so they're eating breakfast and she thinks it's really good. She says like with work, she's still catching up from the honeymoon. And uh, Steve brings up how like in the Pastor Cal conversation, he kind of was caught off guard that he didn't realize that like his job situation had impacted her so much or that like it was such a big deal. Um, he didn't know she felt that way. And, you know, he says just because he doesn't meet the standard definition of working at a company doesn't mean like He's not providing for himself. He's like, I provide for myself. Um, And so she's just like, well, I've just never not had a job. So it's like weird for her to adjust to. Um, And she tells us in the confessional, like she loves that he's passionate and wants to live life on his own terms. But it just makes her really nervous because she doesn't see any action on his end. I mean, what action does does she want him to take is my question. Exactly. If he doesn't want to work in corporate America, he's not going to be taking actions towards that. Maybe she wants to see him do some work. I mean, but I think I, I kind of want Steve to get a job so I can stop hearing about how Steve <laughs> doesn't have a job. Okay. Right. Um, but I feel like I think logic has to take over at some point. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy works in an industry. He, you know, the friend says it later, but he works in an industry where it's easy to get both freelance work, and if he mm-hmm. wants to take a full time job, there are those options too. Yep. I am almost I, I not knowing Steve, but knowing Steve as we've seen him, right? I am almost positive that he's got a nice sized bank account. Mm-hmm. He's got investments. He's got a four hundred one k. He's mm-hmm. got when he's probably got a severance if he's still living off of from his previous job. He I, said that on after party. He's like, I yeah. have a savings. I'm comfortable. I just logic at some point has to come over Noi and just let it let the trauma of her past go and realize that it's going to be fine. Like exactly. I just need her to wake up and be like, oh, that's fine. I want Steve to like come up to her and be like, look, here's my savings <laughs> account. Look right. how much money's in it. Mm-hmm. We're fine. 
chill out. But I don't know if she'll ever get there. Yeah, I need them to have that like very open conversation of like Brianna and Vincent. Like, show mm-hmm. me your bank statement so I right. can see what you're working with because she thinks just because he's not living life how she wants that it's something's wrong. Like she thinks he's, he's doing something wrong right now, rather than thinking that he's doing what he wants to be doing. She's talking to him. Like he's just like this jobless bum living on the couch, like living off of her where he said several times in this episode and on after party, he's like, I'm fine. I take care of myself. I take care of my bills. I take her out on dates. I pay for the dates. Like it's fine. (laughs) She's just, this is, this is just that one of the many reasons Noi is so immature. Like for her, she just has this idea in her, just because of how she was brought up, she has this idea that both people need to have a steady nine to five job, full-time job. And if not, why are you not working towards a nine to five? He is like, Rudy pointed it out, self-employed. Is different than unemployed. Exactly. He and, is self-employed and doing just fine. And you know, Chris brings it up too. It's like, you know, I was in the same situation on after party. We're talking. Mm-hmm. It's like I was in the same situation. I got laid off, but I had a healthy severance. So I was. He was one is with these guys and rolling <laughs> around in their cars. Right. I don't know, but Chris, is like, yeah, I was able to do that too, and I was just fine. Like mm-hmm. everything was great. So no one just has to come to reality see logic and get out of her head and out of her trauma from the past. Yes. And realize it's fine. It's yeah, it's 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 pretty annoying because annoying. I wish I could get it annoying. <laughs> I wish I could do what Steve is doing. I wish I did not have to, you know, have a you job that was eight to five. Asia Wealth has to keep working. I thought I was going to make it uh, through one podcast without hearing that nickname. Nah, never. But, but it's like, it's so, it, it's just irritating because that's your only issue, Noi. If that's your only issue, you don't have any issues. Clearly, right. it's not like he's like, hey, can I can I have $5? Can I, <laughs> I want to buy a, a Snickers bar and I can't swing it. Like, she's not seeing any signs of him not being able to support himself. He literally was doing just fine before this. It's not like he's a 22-year-old who was previously a sales engineer, right? No right. time to build up. He is 38. He is secure in himself. He knows what's best for him. So why are you concerned? He's well-educated. Yes. In industry that is thriving, that will stay thriving for many <sighs> years to come. Gosh. Yeah, I was just, just yeah. just got to wake up. I, I would appreciate Steve. <laughs> yeah, send Steve my way. <laughs> we can we can add a, a brother a husband third. around here. <laughs> right? a brother. You know? Instead of sister wives, brother yeah. husbands. Yeah. So that that was one thing with noise. So that was that was that was a little odd. Um so then they're preparing for the housewarming. He brought he bought two packs of ring pops for the party. Yeah, he's, he's, really, he's really holding on to that ring pop bit. Yeah, he thinks it's so funny. Hey guys, remember when I gave her a ring pop at the altar? Right, right. Um, so then with the housewarming party, they both they had the idea of to do like Chinese dishes and Laos dishes. Um, so they're making their dishes. They talk with friends, and she talking about like how she she went into this with an open mind, so she really didn't have an idea of what she wanted them to look like. 
Um, and then we find out about the wedding gifts, which we never saw. We talked about that. We didn't see I mean, at any. At this point, I have to feel like everyone's giving each other gifts. Yeah. And if the show doesn't find it interesting or intriguing, they're not right. going to show us at the wedding. They're like, maybe we can put that in episode 15. Yeah, what? <laughs> come on. Right. Um, you guys so have nothing to... better to do in your two hours of show by exactly. showing us repetitive junk over and over again. You can't give us any new stuff. Yes. This show treats each episode as if no one has seen the previous episode. Yeah. They want someone to just hop right in every single episode. You have 19 episodes a season. You can't do that every single episode. <laughs> 19 episodes a season, two hour episodes every week. Like, come on. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's thirty-eight hours of television. Use sometimes the same clip three times in an episode. I'm mm-hmm. saying the same thing. Yes, if I have to see Alyssa talking about Chris in that little shot that's from underneath one more time. Ugh. Uh, but so yeah, so they we find out that they had gifted each other like journals to write memories in. They both gifted each other the same thing, um, and so that was really cute. Yeah, they had the same idea. <laughs> She was um, like, I thought they were giving my gift back. I thought something yeah. was wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So he talks with her friends and, you know, the money issue comes up. He's like, look, I never when I never see us getting to the point where she's the primary breadwinner because that's their concern. They're like, yep. we don't want her to become the primary breadwinner. He's like, I don't ever see it getting like, to that, that point. That will, that will never happen. There's yes. No- <laughs> No life. Like, I would, I think Steve could be at a point where, like, no, he doesn't have to work anymore. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just, yeah. Uh, like, I, if I was the, I would be, I would be way more frustrated than he is showing right yeah. now. I would be like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's 20, it, when they film this, it's 2021. How does someone mm-hmm. still have this mindset that everybody has to have a nine to five to exactly. be doing well for themselves? There's so many success stories of people that are self employed. Yes. That, you know, have gone out on their own and don't live a conventional uh, life. Yeah. And for her to like not see that is very short sighted. I know her friends want to back her up, so they're mm-hmm. going to say what she thinks. But I, I don't imagine friends have to know too. I, right. I know. <laughs> so, so then um, he also tells us that like it's really hard being with someone who doesn't believe in you. And I was like, that's so true. I didn't even think yeah. about that, but it's just her seeing, thinking that he's not capable. Like for her to say she has seen no action, like get, we'll give you a husband who does no action. <laughs> Ever heard of season 10, Michael? Oh gosh. <laughs> it's like, uh, just, he, uh, works, he works overtime to lie to you. To <laughs> he works overtime to not have a job and lie about having a job. Um, so she talked to his friends and she's concerned about his job. I mean, like we mentioned before, they said like, look, with this industry, he has a great network, so he's fine. But Noi sitting up here thinking that that's alarming. She takes it a completely different direction than what she should be. She's like, so you mean to tell me that he's (laughs) in demand? He's still, she's not working. No, Noi, you're not getting it. Like, he's so in demand that if he ever needs to work, he can work. And he is willing to work. He does. That's just not what he wants to do right now. But if he needs to do it, he will do it. That's what the friend's telling you. Exactly. When he wants to dip his toe back in, he's got he's plenty set. of options. Exactly. Like, who wouldn't want to have their husband at home to be able to make them breakfast? Right. I just, 
I just don't understand. House. Like, yes. be my house husband. Why you still have money to pay for our bills? That I would. If, look, listen, Steve, <laughs> come over to Baltimore. Right. Be my house husband. Me and my wife will will not work. Welcome you can pay you. all of our bills. And you can cook and clean around here. Exactly. You'd be down for it. Uh, I'm just like, how how could you not want this? What is what is going on? Like I, I couldn't it was beyond me how she was able to flip this to being an alarming thing. It felt like Alyssa when that when the when her Chris's friend was like, You won't be secondary, but he works like like did you hear yeah. that? He said I'm gonna be second. No, right. that's the opposite of what he just said. It's not what he said at all. Um so we get the infamous Oh my shot God. of he's recording this on his phone. Listen, I was listen, like, oh, Lord. when you see this, when you see that, when you see the the diary cam footage, you see the person's head take up the whole screen. They don't know how to shoot themselves with the camera. Pause your TV. Go get your favorite snack. Right. Sit down and unpause the TV because that's when you know something good's about to pop off. Right. Literally all all Steve said at that point was Okay, so Noi had planned to cook me dinner. So then I paused. I was like, oh, no. You know, it's like we're about to hear some some travesty, some tale of the night or day before. And right. they're going to tell us what, what happened, <laughs> why they're a bad way, why it looks like they're like in a hostage video of this shooting. <laughs> like, yeah, so he says, okay, basically, Noi had said, hey, Steve, I'm going to cook you dinner tonight. He thought that was really nice, but we find out on after party that she had gluten free noodles because I was like, why do they have different noodles? Mm -hmm. So she, you know, she has her noodles. He has his noodles. And so he went into the kitchen um, and he noticed that, you know, she had put like the water was boiling for both pots, but she had put her noodles in, but didn't put his in. So he just makes a comment like, oh, you know, you weren't going to put my noodles in. And and then he like pats her on the butt and she's just like. Don't complain. <laughs> so then, now the his noodles pat, are... Does the butt pat tell you how intimate they are? I feel like... Hmm. I don't know. butt pat if you haven't been, like, intimate, intimate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That That is a good question, though. I, but I, I felt like it was, like, an overcompensate inti- intimacy... So, like, look, I'm not mad. I was just saying, put my noodles in the butt. <laughs> Go get them, champ. <laughs> right. On the butt. right. So then, now his noodles are cooking, right? And he's now, he's thinking, my noodles are in the pot. She's going to watch my noodles. He comes back in. His noodles are almost boiling over. So then he's, like, emptying the water out of the pot. And he's like, man, they're they're soggy. You weren't going to, like, watch my noodles? And she gets mad. F your noodles. <laughs> yeah, she gets mad, packs up sushi, and leaves, and then won't respond to any of his text messages, doesn't sleep there that night, and now he's left wondering what happened. Oh my god. Like, come on, like Noi, like this okay, this is a this is not even just a red flag. This is one of those red banner signs yes. like, on the back of an airplane in the air. Like this is the ultimate red flag. Like, are we in middle school? Exactly. This is we, some middle school stuff. It doesn't make sense. Like, okay, so we did get some feedback from Gina. So she said, Do you think that Noodlegate was the last straw 
Or was Noi really mad about just that? I personally think she was still mad from the housewarming and Steve um, not wanting a nine to five. So that's what I'm thinking. Because if it's just the noodles, Noi, you are not ready for marriage. No. <laughs> but if it was, was she using the noodle situation because she was angry about something else? You know, I feel like with everything we've seen from Noi, I think this is primarily from Noodlegate. I think Noi, I think Noi is overly emotional. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that. She told the man that she loved him three days in. True. She is. She goes from one extreme to the other. I think she is very in a in a middle school to high school mindset, and something that this innocuous will affect. I mean, I'm sure that the job thing has already put pressure on it. Mm-hmm. And that I, I think Noodlegate. I think Noodlegate was a big part of it. It's it's just kind of wild to imagine that that would spark you spending the night at another like if she could just imagine the uh, the issues some of the other couples are going through. Right. How would she handle that? <laughs> I just how would she handle a real sign of conflict? How would she handle a Lindsay? Exactly. So I just, I, I, her maturity level is nowhere near where it needs to be at all. And Steve is just like, look, I w-, he calls his friend and he's like, look, I would apologize if she would just reach out to me. I can't even I can't even talk to her. Um, so then she comes back, comes back that that day. And he's just like, all right, so you ready to talk? And she says she doesn't know. She's Girl. sitting there like a petulant like child. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. Like you still like you had twenty four hours to think about what has happened mm-hmm. here. You did not come to the realization that you acted like a fool here. <laughs> yeah. And that you should be coming here ready to apologize to Steve for how you acted. Mm-hmm. You're still waiting for Steve to apologize for a Nothing. seemingly just a very insignificant comment, a no- little annoyance that Steve had with you. Mm-hmm. If you were in a real marriage. Like, I have these type of conversations with my wife many times a week, and they're little things. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely little things. <laughs> that I'll just make a comment, and be like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's dropped two seconds after that. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you were just going to leave my noodles here? We make a joke <laughs> out of it, even. Like, you just going to let my stuff burn? Like, right. it's a joke. <laughs> I don't get it. Exactly. And you could even tell, like, Steve was trying to be playful about it, but then just like, like, he didn't come at it. But for real though, you were trying trying to burn my noodles, but... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, I'm so glad we got the... the, I'm so glad we got the footage of it, because... Mm -hmm. Prison cams! (laughs) Save the day! Because if Noi... If Noi had to retell the situation... Oh, it would have been. He had a tone. He was insulting my cooking. He was blah, 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 blah. I'm so glad we saw it because it was so mild tempered. Just Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you how to cook my noodles, you know? And so we find out she stayed at her apartment and he brings up while they're talking because she says she's still processing how she wants to, what she wants to do about the situation. So he references a, in the Instagram post that he saw that she said it was one of those just the text type of things. She said, learning to say 
nah, this just isn't good enough, will enhance your life greatly. You're allowed to say, this is simply not enough for me. You're allowed to have a vision for yourself, your life, your relationships, and refuse to settle for anything less. Say no often. So not off, not only are you this immature person that will blow up over this nothing, <laughs> you are also a Facebook slash Instagram cryptic <laughs> poster. Yes. That's even worse, Noy. <laughs> I I can't stand those people that just post on social media like I just can't say There's something about today. Right? Yeah. They're just so vague. And then you ask them like, "Oh, what's wrong?" Like, "Oh, I nothing. Yeah. Don't worry about it." Oh, <laughs> no, you're you're upsetting me with each and every segment of this episode. Yeah, you're doing something that is pissing me off even more. <laughs> Literally, most of the people that are following her don't know that she's doing uh loves blind uh married at first sight we also find out that some of steve's family and friends follow her so he's like now i have to answer to that because now you have made this public i like i'd like his his community like steve handled this perfectly he really did i loved his communication i loved how firm he was Mm -hmm. without being quote-unquote aggressive yes um so he handled it perfectly telling her in no uncertain terms that this here is not acceptable. Like we Mm -hmm. cannot be doing this. Right. You're going to, this looks a certain way to my friends and family that are now following you on social media because they, you know, know you now. So they're following you, obviously. Yeah. How am I supposed to handle that? Like, right. Love the way you handle it. Loved. It was so mature. He put his, he, he explained how he felt about the situation. She's like, Oh yeah. Okay. He was like, so don't you think like we shouldn't, put things on social media. She's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have made it public. He said, no, definitely. Yeah, you definitely, definitely shouldn't have made it public. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I guess. Like, no, <laughs> no. You definitely should not have done this. This is a bad thing to do. Then she tries to turn it on him saying, well, you just want me to handle the situation how you handled the situation. Girl, this is not a real issue. Stop. No. What are you doing? Not even a little bit. It, ugh. So that was so annoying. And Steve's like, look, there's healthy communication and there's unhealthy communication. And she claims she just gets, she just shuts down when she gets upset because she was just mad because this was the first time she's cooked for him. And she felt it was very rude of him to talk about um, the noodles. Girl, she didn't, if you made the, the, she didn't mention it wasn't the first time that she's heard comments like this. From right. Him. I mean, like, whatever. Like, if this is a comment that you're upset about, then you shouldn't be upset about any of these comments he's making. Yeah, it, it could be that she doesn't understand when it's a joke. Maybe. I mean, because it was like a, one of those, like, okay, I'm jokingly telling you this, but you also, like, you did make it soggy. <laughs> but I'm also kind of serious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I mean, that was that was where we ended with him because he's like, yeah, no, you definitely shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, yeah. You shouldn't have put that on social media. It's just about having healthy adult communication mm-hmm. this is not adult communication this At is all really really bad communication on any level terrible so um on the next time on we didn't really get anything from them i mean we saw that they were at dinner or something like it was they were doing something together well he was saying that um just because we're married doesn't mean that this is going to work out mm-hmm. she made a face yeah so <laughs> you know yeah, that's true. She, she thinks said, this is locked in and she can just act however way. Like yeah. your actions do not reflect the, the, the content of what just happened. 
Yeah, like if you think that that what you did was just something we're going to brush under the rug, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Because I would hate to see her in real conflict. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> girl, like you can have an Isaac on your hands. <laughs> yes, like what? I just I don't get it. Um, so where as far as ratings, we've been really high on them consistently. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I have to punish them. Some yeah. sort of way, because this was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dock them a point. I'm gonna go down to a four. I, I've been consistently five for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Gonna dock them a four because this was bad. This is real bad. They're almost down to a three. I'm gonna leave it at a four for now. What about you? I am at a definite three okay. because I think her immaturity, and we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. We were so high on them. But I think her maturity is going to be the downfall of their relationship because not only does she not realize how immature she is, she doesn't realize the need for growth. And she's trying to justify her actions by blaming things on him when he's a sweet angel. So (laughs) he's handling these things great. Um, So it's just like, obviously, I think it would take, you know, a couple conversations with the experts Speaking of the experts, <laughs> we got some feedback uh, from Gabby. Um, I have to find it because it wasn't through the, the proper channels. <laughs> she said, uh, why do the experts have time for these random commentary out of nowhere, but no time to actually sit down with the couples? Yeah, it feels like the experts shoot these commentaries like in the One beginning day. of everything. Yeah. And it's just generic things so that the editors can plug Splice in at any time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like the right balance for this type of show is we need an expert every episode. Mm-hmm. We have three experts. We should have whether it be a sit down conversation face to face or even just a FaceTime. We should have some expert intervention every week. They're like, look, I'm not flying to Atlanta multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and don't phone it in either. Like, hey, yeah. I sent you guys a fishbowl of questions. No. <laughs> They need face-to-face interaction with these experts, especially when something comes up. There should have been some sort of FaceTime call with Mm -hmm. Cal or Pepper um, because of Noodlegate. Noodlegate should have brought brought about an an expert intervention. And they act like Zoom isn't a thing. Like They can set it up, put the computer, have the couples right in front of... Like You can make it happen. Do you think there's an issue with how close these things are being shot now? Like maybe they were handling something for the next season. So they weren't available. Mm. You know, we're getting two seasons a year now mm-hmm. and whatever other spinoff they might want to be doing. Right. Like unmatchables at any time. Cause for that unmatchables thing, those experts were, well, Viv and Cal Pepper mm-hmm. did not want to be involved. <laughs> she said, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> the experts were heavily involved in that. Yeah, they were. They were big present in that, hands but, on. But here, it just seems like they're just they're barely visible. Yeah, I think it's a situation where if 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 they truly are that visible or that <laughs> invisible, if they're really that busy, then why not start a new thing? We have the experts. We're the ones that match them. We're the ones that are guiding them through this journey. But we have our team of therapists that are here for the day-to-day conflicts that these couples may face. Well, it almost seems like the producers are, are <laughs> <Yeah>. those therapists. <laughs> right. oh, we'll talk about it later, but we yeah. have some other producer intervention 
Yeah. But, if, you know, it just feels like, yeah, we need we need some expert help here. I don't know sure. if these producers have, uh, you know, degrees in psychology <laughs> to really be helping. Yeah. Um, They're just like, don't, you, you don't think you should say that, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't say that. Right. I'm just not going to tell you that you're mic'd up, but right. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Exactly. All yeah, right. We just, we just need, we just need, I, I would love a FaceTime call with Kyle Pepper yes. about these issues. It seems we're having a big issue every episode at this every point. Every time. Uh, so we we keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it. We need more expert intervention. And at the end of the season, they're going to be like, we don't know why. Yeah, what happened? None of the couples stayed together. I mean, oh gosh. we were there every step of the way. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So let's see. Where are we going to head next? Just uh, I, I thought, you know, you would think we would be heading to Mark yeah. and Lindsay. Yeah. We got to make a pit stop, though. <laughs> yeah. We thought. We were out. They pulled us back in to Chris okay. and Alyssa. So we get the we get Chris's little confessional. He says, you know, I just feel like Alyssa gave zero try. So that's why mm-hmm. we're here. And I'm upset that this happened. Blah, blah, blah. So then we get Chris uh, coming home. Very nice home. Mm-hmm. The best, the best home of any homes we've seen this season. <laughs> okay. I feel like. Uh, Alyssa is uh, superficial enough where I think she'll see this on TV and be like, oh, maybe I should have stuck nice. out with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's not just a crappy car salesman selling houses. <laughs> Damn, what did I miss out on? He looks like he's rich. He found himself a real nice house. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Got a nice house. I mean, he is a realtor, so maybe he found it. Right, he found it. Or something. Hmm. Uh, I did notice as he's walking to this house, he had his sweatshirt on. I don't think it was an eagle, but it was eagle-like <laughs> on the front of the sweatshirt. I wonder if that was like a subtle troll uh, to <laughs> Alyssa. Uh, the back of it did say Hawk's Nest Disc Golf. Uh, so it's, one, it's one of his, it's one of his professional shirts. One of yeah. his uniforms, maybe. Um, so he has to call his mom to tell his mom the news. As if the mom didn't know already, but whatever. Okay, right. We gotta do it, gotta do it for the cameras. Uh, yeah, says, like he definitely talked to her before making that final deci- decision. Like, there's no way. Not even Me, he just texted her, like, you know, hey, it's over. Yeah. Well, we gotta get the official, you know, face to face. So he said, you know, it's tough because you know, even more than he was looking forward to, his mom has been looking forward to him being married for it since he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> like most moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he talks to his mom, and he kind of recaps the wedding and the honeymoon. We get a lot of flashback uh, to to everything that's happened so far with them. Tells mom, you know, we had this honeymoon suite and I was willing to sleep on the couch and on a different floor. Mm-hmm. She wasn't having any of it. And so he talks about how she keeps saying that she was robbed. And mom's like, well, it sounds like you got robbed. And that she just won her 15 minutes of fame. Boom. Right. Mic drop. Mom got, it it all, mom got it on lock. Okay. Yep. Uh, so he, he says he, he also feels he got robbed because he wanted someone that would at least try. Mm-hmm. And every day it felt like she wanted to try less and less. <laughs> uh, so, like, and he's like, you know, she acts like, you know, there's 50, though, around 50 couples that have done this experiment. She acts like she got the worst of the worst, right. you know, of the, of this experiment, of this whole thing. And it, and he said, no, she quit before anyone else has ever quit in the history of this experiment. She, right. she was the one that quit the fastest. Right. So she's got the right one. Yeah. If she could have said no, she would have. Yep. And mom continues to hit 
hit the nail on the head saying, you know, she just was looking for reasons mm-hmm. to, to get out without looking bad. And that, you know, honestly, she probably did him a favor by, by getting out because he really want to deal with, with decades of dealing with someone like that. Right. Um, so, you know, Chris ends this segment saying, you know, it, it's a positive because he's learned a lot about himself. And he's learned a lot about what he wants in a relationship. I mean, Chris, I do hope in whatever next relationship that you go into, you don't try and chase a person that obviously does not want you. Right. Because that's what you were doing, my my friend. <laughs> um, so hopefully that is a lesson you've learned. Right. Um, so then we get a segment with uh, a really good person uh, named Alyssa. <laughs> Um, um, speaking previously of moms, my mom left us some feedback and said, how long are we going to have to see Alyssa on our screens? I thought she was gone. Well, I don't mind Chris at all. <laughs> yeah, I really hope this was the end. Um, on After Party, Rudy, at the end of After Party, Rudy kind of uh, gave a send off to Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Chris has been nice getting to know you. Yeah, uh, This is where we leave you. So hopefully that is a signal that Chris won't we don't have to party anymore because they're right over. I really just I we got I think the perfect amount of Chris and Alyssa before this episode. Yeah, and I was a little upset that we got more this episode because we kind of were going Same. back to repetitive things again. Right, like that was whole, time that could have been spent elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, giving us more information because I feel like we almost never get enough information. Mm-hmm. Right? And we get this segment with Alyssa that's really just kind of just more repetitive and more of what mm-hmm. she's been saying. He just wasn't my physical type. Yeah, so she says that she, at least she she has started with that because at first she wouldn't even say that. Right. So now she's realized that that's okay thing to say. Uh, she's like, uh, you know, the friend's like, well, it's hard to imagine that the friends of fan would speak that negatively about their loved one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, that is a good thing to say, but that's just kind of this show. Like right. that, that everyone's friends and family say negative things about them to quote unquote prepare you for the bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a staple of the show. <laughs> right. I mean, it, like, like Elizabeth's family said bad things about her too. So mm-hmm. it's about how you take the information and exactly. how you process it and how you use it later. Right. That's on it's you. Not, yeah. It's not looking at it as, at, you know, as gospel and saying that, oh, <laughs> Before you even spend any time with the person, like your friend said this, I'm not down with that. I'm out, which is what Alyssa did. Yeah. Uh, so we get we get to the point where the friends are having the conversation. They say, "Well, did you have any opportunity to talk to him?" And she's <laughs> like, "Well, you know, no, we didn't have an <laughs> opportunity to talk. But you know, it's a small resort. If you wanted to talk to me, there were plenty of opportunities. He just had to come and find me. Like you freaking where's Waldo?" And right. Find you, and then we get flashbacks to all of the times, yes, where he wanted to talk and she didn't. Where he tried to talk to her and she did not want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it was just hilarious how the production obviously just cannot stand Alyssa. They hate Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Everything she said, they provided backup proof. Yes. Like, nope. You're lying. Right. This is what happened? I would love to the, be sitting with her friend as like as she's watching this episode. Yes. And seeing the 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 opposite thing of what she's saying in these flashbacks. Like, see? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what really happened. Like how you feel <laughs> right. about your friend now. Right. Well, I feel I like, like friends know. 
Yeah, I feel like she was appropriately skeptical because she mm-hmm. was saying like, you know, I wish I could have met him myself so yeah, I could uh, make this judgment. Yeah, like, you be lying. when you say these people aren't good, like you're really hard on these guys. You be lying right? a lot. So I wish exactly. I could have met him. Right, uh, so, <laughs> and she. I feel like she was also kind of like, you know, well, yeah. I, I felt I felt like she wasn't completely giving in to everything that Alyssa was saying. Yeah, um, she so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, so the friend asked, are you okay with the decision? Alyssa's like, well, it wasn't really my decision. It was Chris's decision. He wanted to end it, so there's nothing I could do. No, come on, Alyssa. Stop. Yeah. Get out we, of we, here. We know you at this point. Let's look, just stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. So the friend basically ends up by saying, well, from everything that you've told me, <laughs> the, right. from everything that you have said, it sounds like he's not the type of guy that you want to be with. Um, the producer asks Alyssa what's next for her. She's, uh, she's Think about moving to Texas. But of course, well, well, she wants to move to Texas, find her cowboy. But of course, she has to ask her psychic first. We, you know, we didn't ask for this. We did not say, you know what this state needs? Alyssa. Yeah, Yeah, get her out of your state. Uh, There was an interesting post I saw on social media. Uh, Somebody was talking to the Ryan from Houston (laughs) saying, uh, basically, Ryan, they don't need any of these of Alyssa's in your state, right? Ryan being the guy he is is actually I've met Alyssa and she's not that bad I promise Ryan and Alyssa you guys deserve each other I I, hope you have awful lives together so has she moved to Houston and started talking to Ryan I thought Ryan was talking to Mindy I did too but I didn't see anything else past the palm tree pictures I guess I'd be happy about that Mindy doesn't deserve a Oh, Ryan. Punk like Ryan. <laughs> yeah, so uh, besides the bull, well, let's I'll, real quick, let's move on to the, the little bowling part of the, basically they showed up and told the other couples that they were getting divorced as if the other couples yeah. didn't already know. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they came in, <laughs> they came in different entrances, right. which is interesting. Like, I feel like Alyssa was like, I don't want to be coming up with him. He needs right. to be in a separate place than me, and he'll come up after I come up. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was her demand so yeah. yeah that was that was the big stuff from chris and Alyssa. she did the fake crying thing again and oh she's like oh come i on. tried really hard and i did a lot of work <laughs> and i like elijah wants a fresh confession I was like no you're right you didn't do any you didn't do as much work as i did <laughs> right you know you he said this a few times this season so far he's like you didn't do as much work as i did right you didn't put in any effort you treated poor chris horribly are we and, done with them like, are, like, do you think they are going to be on future episodes? I think if they're on future episodes, there'll be little quiet check-ins. I don't think we'll get a lot of segments. I think we might get a check-in on decision day. We'll see them at the reunion. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we get a lot of them. Okay. I think we'll maybe utilize Chris or Alyssa in a lunch brunch type of thing where if we want to get Mark with a, a buddy, Chris will be that buddy where they go out to, to lunch and talk about Mark's relationship with Lindsay or something. Yeah. Okay. But I'm Hopefully hoping that this it. was the end of any big episodes for them. Yeah, because I'm tired of yelling, why is she on my screen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, they really, they really surprised us with this, I think, because yeah, there was no indication ball. last episode in the, in the next timelines that they're going to be on this episode. So, right. It was yeah. an unpleasant surprise. Uh, I don't think we need to do ratings for them, right? No, it's, they're it's done. Over. They're done. Done so. Um, but last but certainly not least, (laughs) 
So Mark, Mark and Lindsay. Um, so Mark went to play catch with his friend, John. Do you, you play catch with your guy friends at a, at a park? Not at all. <laughs> most of my, most of my friends are over the internet. So it was uh, hard to play catch with friends on the internet. Mark was probably like, all right. Uh, they were like, Oh, we need you with your friend. He's like, okay, we're going to go play disc golf. You're like, Mark, we already got a disc golf segment. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all need to do something else. We already got a chain basket segment. We don't need right? any more. It's like, oh, fine. We'll throw a, a, a. Oh wait, no, no. This is Mark, not um, not Chris. I like got the. They were probably at the same park. Yeah, I don't probably. know why I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, not Mark. Mark's not the disc golf golfer. Um, so yeah, he's playing catch with his friend John, and. Um, we find out that Lindsay had helped Mark set up an appointment for his mom because his mom hadn't been to the doctor and he said over a year. Yeah, I mean, what got the got the information that his mom really doesn't take care of her health very mm-hmm. well at all. So it's not really that much of a surprise at all. Yeah. So she helped him set up the appointment. Um, Mark doesn't feel like he's in love yet. He and it's kind of odd because he's usually the first one that's in love. Like he's usually the first one that goes all in. But he's not feeling that way with her. Mark, I can't say I blame you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right? um, she says a lot of things in public that make him uncomfortable. Like they flash back to Never Have I Ever. And we did not see this. Oh boy. But basically, she said, like, Never Have I Ever, like, basically put a finger where the sun don't shine. <laughs> like, really, where it doesn't shine. <laughs> and he was just like, whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like, they did not show that. Um, We're not surprised, right? I mean, not surprised at all. Yeah. And he was just embarrassed. And so he's just like, you know, some stuff does embarrass him, like the plane situation. He just doesn't know how to handle it because like he feels, you know, they're they're together. So he feels kind of responsible. Yeah, I mean, he had an interesting comment. He's like, you know, we were on the plane. Like, I could count all the outs that Elijah was trying yes. to give her. Like, he was trying to drop it and mm-hmm. she just wouldn't stop. Right. Um, and then we get to their housewarming. It wasn't much of a setup for their housewarming, but Jason, how would you feel if you went to a party where the sole goal is to get to know the people and they said, hey, food's not ready, but you can like the because you're making your own pizza. You're going to make you're going to put you to work. <laughs> right. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to go. Can, right. we just, can we either order some DoorDash or I'm out of right. here? Like. Like, I understand it's a fun, like, that's like a fun event. If I have like my girls over, we're just hanging out, maybe Galentine's, we can make pizza, but not when the sole goal is to get like people interacting with each other and getting like, to know you're, each other. You're trying to give advice and you're just like needing pizza though. You're <laughs> like, hold on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this dough straight. I'm trying to make sure I got the sauce mixture, right? What'd you say? Oh, uh, how, how does he handle conflict? Uh, give me a second. Uh, <laughs> I I spread the sauce on the dough. I'll be with you in one minute. I was just like, oh, what? And then that, so that was just, I was like, that, I feel like that wasn't a great idea, which is why I feel like they didn't focus much on their, um, their housewarming. Like their, their party was, uh, this trivia game. Yeah. It was like trivia, charades. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, um, we get a segment where she's talking to his friends and then he's talking to her friends. So when she's talking to his friends, she said like, he's been stressed out about work and she's learned that in the past, he's always been someone's option and never their choice. And so she feels like he's having a hard time adjusting to the fact that, you know, she's all in. 
Which, that was interesting. Like, we, I, I want to know what happened to everybody else when the people were in the kitchen. Yes. We had, we had <laughs> Lindsay and Mark's friends in the kitchen. And then the other segment was Mark and Lindsay's friends in the kitchen. Yes. Like, where did everybody else go when the other people were using the kitchen? And we just stood in the hallways, like, silent, I, didn't talk. Like, that was yeah. weird. And they used this new effect to, to, like, okay, we know we're in the kitchen, but we're going to do the swivel that spins yeah. and turn it black and white. So we're gonna, we're resetting it. So now we're we're back in the kitchen, but different people. So weird. All right, guys, you guys are going to, we're going to set you up in the hallway over here while Lindsay hangs out with Mark's friends. Don't right. talk. We want to save all for the camera. Just stand there and look at each other awkwardly. <laughs> Yeah, Mark's like, look, you know, you know, the production is like, hey, y'all can have like the conversation in the bedroom while they're having it in the kitchen. And Mark's like, no, yeah. we got to make this pizza. <laughs> I'm ready for pizza. We got to eat. I'm hungry. Mark the shot. Yes. He's his food. Ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so, so when he's talking to her friends, he's like, he's asking for advice about how to communicate with her. Um, and they said, just be open about how he feels. And he's he's probably thinking, last time I was he open, things that. didn't go well. You can't give me anything else. I've tried that. I, it's not working. I told right. her I didn't like how she was talking in public. And she just basically told me to F off. Right. <laughs> I tried. He gave me something else. Anything yeah. else. Anything to help. Right. So then, that was all we got from them before bowling. Because we got quite a lot from them at bowling. So all of the couples got together and they went candle pin bowling. Have you ever heard of this? Here regionally, we, we like to refer to this as like duck pin bowling. Hmm. Was something similar. I think the candlestick refers to like the, the pins. But we, yeah. the duck pin for us is like a small, very much smaller ball mm-hmm. and like smaller pins. So it's something similar to that. Gotcha. Yeah, I have never heard of that. I was like, why are the balls so small? Why are the pins so small? Yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> I had to Google it. Um, and so we, you know, all the couples are talking together. We find out that Mark and Jasmina have both been in bowling leagues. Jasmina, you're so interesting. <laughs> yes. You're such an enigma. Yeah. I would love to just get to know you more. Like, you just seem like this fascinating person. Yes. And Michael is not asking the right questions. There's no. so much to learn about her. Uh, so that was interesting. And then we find out that Mark had had um, his had a taco for the first time three days ago, like first time well, ever. Very first time. He's what thirties, mid thirties. Almost for the first time. Interesting. Okay, Mark. Yeah, I was like, are they just not big in Boston? Uh, maybe I just I, I I can't fathom it. Yeah, I just feel like in, I guess you know I've been in Texas my whole life. Like there's, I mean, I have a, a you know multiple tacos multiple yeah. times in a month. You know. <laughs> And he just—he seems so enamored with it. Like yes, he would have enjoyed so it if good. he just tried it. He's like, "Oh my gosh, right, fantastic!" So then we start a string of conversations of Lindsay not having the ability to read a room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she. So Steve asked, you know, or they were talking about things they like about each other, and Katina brings up how she likes that. Um, well, no, Isaac. actually, but even before that, Steve asked if um, he she he asked if someone was uh, if she had blindfolded him. Yeah, and Lindsay makes a blind a bedroom joke about being blindfolded, of course. Yeah, and then uh, you know, in the confessional, Katina that's when she says, you know, Lindsay has trouble reading a room, and she just wishes that she would stop being inappropriate. 
Yes. Because it's it's not like it's not something you do in a group setting, which Lindsay has never met a group she doesn't want to gross out with bad. <laughs> right. So Katina says like she's really glad Elajuan consistently puts the toilet seat down. And Lindsay at this point turns to Mark and she's just like she says something about 30% about like toilet this seat. Is leave up rate. Yeah. <laughs> And so then Steve was like, okay, so Katina, is it, is it a matter of like wanting to leave the seat down for sanitary reasons or, and before he can finish his question, Lindsay interrupts him, stands up, says as the nurse, um, I just feel like I have, I have a bone to pick with this. And Jasmina speaks up and like, Hey, let him ask his question. <laughs> like we want to get everyone's opinion. So let him ask his question. And so she sits down, Steve finishes his question, and then Lindsay's like, the first thought I have is like poop spray straight up in the air. Well, see, I kind of feel like they they were a little unfair to Lindsay here because they were talking. I think poop spray came up even before this. Somebody else said it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way that Lindsay says things yeah. is a big problem, too. Like, yeah. She just yells pretty much what she says. Like, eh, why not the poop spray? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, Lindsay. Bring it, bring it down. We're in a public setting. Right. Calm down. Um, so then they start talking about the Pastor Cal visits and Elajuan learned how to talk with someone rather than at someone. That was interesting because yeah. that was the lesson that we got specifically for uh, Jasmina well, and Mike. Yeah. Episode. But apparently yeah. Pastor Cal is saying the same <laughs> thing to all the couples. We see it you, applies. Pastor Cal. We see you re- reuse the lesson plans. <laughs> He's he's working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um. So you know, Elajuan learned that, and then Katina she joked like, "Him, Pastor Kyle didn't have anything to say about me." And then Lindsay's like, "Well, that says a lot right there." Mm. I'm not sure if Katina heard this. No, I don't think she did. Because I think Lindsay wouldn't have like would have a black eye after that or something. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> here's here's my issue with this bowling, uh, setup. Mm-hmm. Felt got a lot of clever editing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Felt like there was a moment where Alyssa, I think it was Alyssa, said something, and we get a shot of like Lindsay smiling as if she was saying something. About, but I think that was a clip used from another moment when they were talking. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of setup here that didn't go in the exact uh, order. Order in the timeline. <laughs> Well, do you mean that Married at First Sight edits things differently what? than how they happen? No way. <laughs> Get out of here. I just take it how they give it to me. I know they're reusing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was just something I uh, that really stood out to me in this episode specifically. Yeah. Where like Lindsay looked like she was responding to what someone was saying in a smiling manner. Yeah. But they were trying to make us think that she was like being like uh, flipping with whatever Alyssa was saying. It's, it's just right. more mass manipulation. Yeah. I thought it was funny how Jasmina called out that Elajuan and Katina aren't funny people, but yeah, they, they find, find each, each other, other funny. funny. So, so that's what matters. <laughs> Did you also catch like when Katina was like, uh, Pastor Cal, you know, didn't say anything about me because, you know, I had nothing to say. And Alyssa <laughs> chimes in, she's like, because you're the best. Oh, and- <laughs> He was like, "That's right, girl." Like, oh, okay, we get it, y'all. Like besties, yeah, besties for the resties. Those and two. like, even on after party, like as people are talking about Alyssa, Katina like refuses to be critical at any point against mm-hmm. Alyssa, which is just so interesting. Yes, um, 
And it maybe speaks, speaks even more to the refusal for Katina to acknowledge red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it it's it's really interesting how she uh is is taking that stance. Like she's like, look, no matter what, I'm not gonna go there about yeah. her. Um so so yeah, so um they were talking, they continued to talk about the Pastor Cal visit and Lindsay says like you know I learned along the way you can't have intimacy with someone without having conflict first Katina rolled her eyes and I rolled my eyes right along with her I was like what (laughs) so then Lindsay told you and Katina why did you roll your eyes Mm. Katina goes I'm not trying to argue with you on camera you know not to talk to me (laughs) stay over there oh you better do it too oh Wait till these cameras off. Wait till these cameras (laughs) off. I hadn't realized that they had just been coexisting up to this point. It's so interesting because several times this season, Katina and Lindsay have been on after party together. Not several, a couple. Yeah. They've been on after party together. She has been on after party almost every other week. Yeah. (laughs) And they've been on after party together. They seem like really civil in those moments. So I, I don't know if something has improved from then to the after party, but right. at least Katina can keep it keep it Cordial. cute and keep it civil on uh, on camera. <laughs> right. Maybe it's like, you know, how they try to be present day for the couples on after party. They need to be yeah. present day for all the relationships. So yeah. be mad at each other right now. on the episode, beef <laughs> on the after party. Right. Because we're confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was hilarious. Um, and so then... We well we, about that though. I like yeah. It's interesting because the guys are like like Elijah wants like yeah. Don't don't let her mm-hmm. get you started. And then Mark's like you know hey we don't want to get any arguments right. Know, Very like, different they, approaches. Yeah, they both try to calm things down before it gets to a point. Right, and so that's interesting you bring that up because we did get some feedback from. Let's see. It was where is it? Because it was actually it was really interesting. Okay, from Pumpkin Pie Forty, she said, "I know Lindsay lashes out and hits below the belt when hurt, but I do think Mark does not have her back in the same way she has his. He is quick to judge her, yet she accepts him flaws and all. Perhaps he could also show a bit of grace and understanding instead of scolding her. Lindsay has some things to work on, but much like Michaela last season, she needs to support. She needs the support from her partner, not the judgment." I think this is Lindsay that sent it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. no, but no, that's, saw, that is a really good point. Yeah, I do see that. So mm-hmm. I thought that for what for what that confrontation was, which was seemingly minor, yeah. that Mark did kind of go overboard with with things that happened uh, in, be- <laughs> in between here and the bathroom scenes later. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of like, he kind of goes overboard with the scolding of Lindsay here, like Lindsay could have gone much further than she did. Yes. She just said to Katina, like, why are you rolling your eyes? And right. left it at that after mm-hmm. Katina, like, said, you best not bring it because if you bring it, I'm going to be brought. Right. It seems, it seems as if Lindsay dropped it at that point, but Mark still found, like, that it was too much for him, which I think just is only because they've had this history in the past. Yep. And, and even. Happening. Even when Mr. Traditional Lajuan, he wasn't saying, Katina, why'd you have to say that to her? Yeah. yeah. Or why'd you have to roll your eyes? 
Right. You know, like Lindsay at that moment was just looking for support from like, she's like, who are who? Well, let's just get into it because, mm-hmm. you know, we get this. They're like off to the side. This is um, still at the bowling alley. This was definitely not supposed to be on camera. We saw the whole mass production crew, mask yeah. and all equipment, <laughs> everything. So they are truly just off to the side. And she's like, Lindsay, ask Mark, like your demeanor has changed. What's wrong? And she's she's like, or he says, I don't like how you spoke to Katina. Like, why'd you have to say that? It was awkward. She's like, okay, Mark, who are you here for? Because yeah. she, she immediately gets defensive because it's just like, well, why can't you have my side? Like, why does it have to be something between us when you could have just had my side in that moment? Like, this doesn't have to be a thing. And I do see Lindsay's point on yeah. that specific thing alone. I want to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> because it was the one thing that we can side with her on this episode. That's it. At that point, cut, stop. That's it. Because she is the absolute worst. <laughs> I want to say that. Yes. Um, so Mark says like the tone of what she said like pissed him off. And she's like, I'm not gonna just push push things under the rug. Um like and he's like, well I need us to be a team. She's like, I've been a team when we're going through stuff. And he just at this point has had enough. He walks off. She's like, call your mom. I I, um, I bet she'll let you in tonight. Below the belt. Yeah. So below the belt. And he's just like, well, basically go have another drink. Yeah. She hits the lowest I've ever seen. And it's so gross. But listen, listen, it is all off camera. She's not saying it to Mark directly. We'll, we'll put that in there. Let's just say that. She is obviously, obviously, black, like, just drunk, drunk. Like, <laughs> she's had a lot at this bowling event. She's basically slurring her speech in the bathroom. I think she, I, I think I have kind of what, I kind of have, for the most part, verbatim. Mm-hmm, so she yeah. goes to the bathroom and um. I do want oh. to say something real quick. Yes. When she said, uh, she told Mark, I, just because you saw her roll her eyes at me and guffaw at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put the use of the word guffaw. Because <laughs> you just don't hear it often in everyday conversation. I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. Yeah, that was fun. I just wanted to put that in there. <laughs> Well, that just came out at a bowling alley. Yeah. And not in like a, a, a English literature Don't paper. Let's her go fall at me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she goes to the bathroom and Lauren, the producer, goes in to check on her. Lauren, oh, I uh, can't do it. Well, I can't do it. I think I'm done. You, I'm- and you can't speak up right now while your wife is in a crisis. I'm accepting you for all your flaws and you can't thank me. He makes $60,000 a year selling gym memberships. Okay, simmer down. All right, little boy, let me teach you how to be a bad AB. I hate my husband. He's a pathetic loser. Tell me one wife who would deal with this. It ain't Alyssa. Ooh. It's like, what? What is was, wrong with you? It was so bad. And here's the thing also, which was interesting. She says the line about, uh, you know, I'm doing all this and he can't congratulate me or thank or thank me. Yeah. She also said it last episode where she's like, eh, I've done all this for you and you can't even acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about marriage, folks. 
that comes with the job. Mm-hmm. You should not be expecting thanks and congratulations and <laughs> back pats for supporting your significant other. I understand you only met this person two weeks ago, but that don't go into marriage expecting a pal. I learned that a long time ago. If you're doing something for your spouse, it's because you're supposed to be doing it for your spouse because you support each other no matter what. Don't do things expecting a congratulations or a thanks. That's just your job. That's what you're supposed to do. It's so, it makes the whole act of helping so ingenuine. Yeah, because you're expecting, you're expecting something in return, whether it be uh, acknowledgement of what you did or, you know, anything. (laughs) Yes, it's just like, it's so, it blows my mind. Like, why Mm -hmm. did you do anything nice? You just, you make it seem like, oh, I'm just going out of my way. I'm doing all these things. I'm putting on a hazmat suit for him. Um, And it's just like, well, why are you doing that if you, you expect a certain thing from him. It's just like, you don't give a person a gift saying like, all right, I'm giving you this gift. So when my birthday comes around, you better give me a gift. Like, it's just, it's so annoying. It's like when Elijah was at the altar and he's like, you look beautiful. Yes. Don't you, don't you have anything to say to me? Right. About, uh, how good I look? Why are these people giving things just to get things? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's beyond me why she I I thought she was just overly like a caretaker and just wanted to help him so bad all and it turns out she just thinks it's being taken for granted because he's not saying exactly what she wants and he already has issues with someone coming in his life and doing these things for him because he's been so independent all this time so he's adjusting to that but does she recognize that absolutely not He's not going to thank you or congratulate you. He didn't ask you to do this. He's not even happy for what what you exactly did. You threw out his crap. You threw out his 90210 DVDs, his suitcase full of baseballs. He's not going to thank you for that. Um, Then she says his his apartment. She's like, have fun living in your roach-infested apartment. I don't Mm. need you. Where are you going to go back to? Your mama's what are you what are you doing? Why have you steeped so low? In what world is Mark going to watch this show back? If they decide to stay married, Mark watches this back and is like, ah, oh, that was so funny, Lindsay. Here's where I'm upset, right? After party, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. I need either Mark or yes. Lindsay to be on after party. We did you not had... need Chris to say his goodbyes. Yeah, get him out of here. You didn't need boring old Steve to basically <laughs> give us no dirt and to kind of just toe the company line. Uh, you know, give us give us something better. It's yes. not giving what it was supposed to give. At all. Or at least give me Alyssa to answer to her crap and not run off, hopefully. Yes. Are you uh, are you, are you gonna finish Lindsay quotes? Because there's more. I that's or are you that's too all bashful I, to do it? That's all I'm willing to say. Okay. You folks, go you go. I ahead. feel like I need to do a public <laughs> service because <laughs> some of you don't watch the show and you rely on us to <laughs> give you the tea. But Asia is obviously too bashful to <laughs> continue. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so she says she has Madden suited on your her his infested infested apartment because uh, he doesn't have his s together. And then she goes on to say the least he can do is make her and and the show is an a- three letter asterisks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Okay, and then all she says, all she needs is an orgasm. So I'll let you wonder what the other three-letter word was. Mm-hmm. 
he could at least make her do that. At least make her orgasm, basically. And she said he wants to pull it back. Uh, she could pull it back, but she's never coming back if she pulls it back. And she says, uh, she says, that's why you got small balls. <laughs> oh, she's the absolute worst. Yeah. Uh, so the producer's like, there's good there. And she's like, I don't see the good right now. She's <laughs> her so far away. Just go have fun living in your Rocha Festival apartment with your crappy income. Uh, I'm going to go back to South Boston and have fun. Where is he going to go? His mama's? <laughs> <laughs> what oh. is wrong with her? Who talked? Who, who? There's many things wrong. Who is a decent human talking like this about someone you, especially that you were married to? Because the, yeah. the first thing she's going to do tomorrow, oh, I, you know, I didn't mean, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't I have said drunk. those things. Well, yeah. But here's the thing, the same, right? Yeah. You see this and you're like, wow, this is this has gotta be the end. Right. Gotta be. Gotta be. Right after this, we get the next time on. This is the next second. We get the next time on. Right. And we see them go-karting. <laughs> we see them having a dinner as if nothing just happened. Uh to be fair, everything we heard from her, she's mic'd up. The only time he heard her was he was talking to Chris and when she yelled a little bit, but he never heard anything incriminating. Let's talk about Chris. Chris, you can stay and you can be an expert. Yeah. You can be our He's field our expert. You can be our <laughs> field expert. Chris Chris was a good bro. He came and hung out with Mark as Mark was sitting, you know, stewing in his, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. When you feel like it was like, okay, uh, fellas, we need one of you guys to go console Mark. Go talk to Mark. <laughs> Chris is like, I'll do it. I got it. Mark's mm-hmm. my guy. Uh, he Chris commented on after party that, you know, he wasn't surprised because all the issues before now, he was the person getting the calls from both Lindsay and Mark mm-hmm. about their fights and they would vent to him because I guess he had nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it's like, all right, well, guys, we need someone to hang out with Mark. Chris is like, got it. Mm-hmm. Go to the ladies. Ladies! We need someone to go talk to Lindsay. Like any volunteers. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other producer. Four, oh. the, the four <laughs> ladies are looking at each other like, don't look at me. Katina, like, I don't mess with her. Nope. <laughs> Producers are like, fine. <laughs> I'll go talk to drunk Lindsay in the bathroom. <laughs> this is what I get paid for, I guess. <laughs> right. And she has to trudge in there and talk to Lindsay. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine happening. Right. Uh, it's like who volunteers as tribute? None of them will jump. We're volunteering. Yeah, I was um, I was blown away that they they have a a positive next time on. But we did hear Lindsay say like, "Now you got to earn me." Yeah, I mean they get into a little bit of a fight again next episode apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's like, you know, you say I, you say that I say things that hurt you, but you say things that make me feel terrible or whatever that annoy the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And you know, then she says the thing about you know, I'm not putting myself second anymore. You gotta earn me. <laughs> I, I'll okay, pass. I will pass. Right. Um. So let's write them. Uh, it should be no surprise where I'm going. I'm staying at the one. Consistent ones. I mean, this this is a record. If I go back and look at the past two seasons, I don't think there are any couples. Me and Amy left them at had a, a ones for this long. Even Chris and Paige had their their moments of <laughs> being a two. 
<laughs> but I'm with you. It's a one. I yeah. mean, they can have their their good moments all they want. It's Mark is Mark Mark is Mark sees who she really is and knows what he can and cannot deal with, and he's seen a lot. Mark and it's only said, been two weeks. He said several times this episode alone. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want, I don't want that for a wife. I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want. That's not how I want to live my life. Mark don't want none of this. Mark is yeah. trying to get through the next six weeks, and Mark's trying to be done. That's it. Well, that was it for this episode. Yes, fun episode I, overall. Yeah, started out a little slow, and then we got bowling really into it in the back half. Right, I was kind of and yeah. bowling gate. <laughs> Noodle Gate, Bowling Gate, um, BTS Uno Gate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, thank y'all for sticking with us. Jason, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. That's where you can find me and see any of what I'm doing coming up. Um, Like we talked about earlier, I was on Love is Blind with Asia, Mary, and Isaiah. Had a fun time there, so go check that out after you've binged uh the second batch of love is blind before the new ones come out uh this friday whatever mm-hmm. you listen to this will be the friday that the finale comes out we can find out who you're right and wrong about yes um y'all can follow me on twitter at asia like asia a-y-s-h-a like a-s-i-a um i am talking about love is blind weekly with mary and we have been having a lot of fun doing that we will be talking about the reunion or the finale this weekend then we'll see if we're getting a reunion i hope we do i hope we are because those have that was really good last season so i hope we're getting that again this season we'll see which couples do actually get married um and then i was also i know we are far past um celebrity big brother but Ooh. i was on the stock watch you know what was funny what was so much fun Mm-hmm. Let me interrupt you for a second. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> okay. um, interesting. Like last last night, I watched uh, Saturday Big Brother, the finale, mm-hmm. and I watched Maths. Same mm-hmm. night. Imagine my surprise when I'm watching Married at First Sight and the um, commercial comes on for, what is it called? Cruel something. It's a Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And who are in that movie but Cynthia Bailey? Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. And I guess speaking of Celebrity Big Brother, we did get some feedback from our loyal listener, South Jersey Pete. Pete who is more toxic, Lindsay or Todrick? Todrick's a more undercover toxic. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay is, <laughs> you can Lindsay's say it's either a positive or negative that she'll be toxic to your face. Right. She's it's, extremely toxic. Right. Yeah, it's like more damaging because it's so out there where like Todrick is is like he's, he'll treat you like you're his best friend. And this is even outside of the context of Celebrity Big Brother. His assistants, past people who've worked for him are coming out of the woodworks with all these interviews. and today about, the, about his assistants. Yeah. So if y'all haven't seen that and y'all have been keeping up with Celebrity Big Brother, definitely go check that out. It's interesting to say the very least. Um, but yeah, I was also on Nothing But, Net, Nothing but Netflix a couple weeks ago talking about the Tinder Swindler. So that's um, that was a fun time with Rob and Chappelle and Sasha. And yeah, anything else I have coming up, definitely take a look at my Twitter and follow me. Um, But yeah, thank you all for sticking with us this whole time. And until next week, we will see you then. Bye. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.